Next on BYU Sports Nation, how a weekend in California will have huge implications on BYU basketball's chances at a conference title. New BYU football wide receivers coach Ben Cahoon joins us less than 24 hours after being hired. Plus, BYU women's basketball on the push for a top 25 ranking. The Cougars going for seven straight wins. Mackenzie Pulsifer wants some karma. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, January 21st, wherever and however you are dialed in, welcome, my friends. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Color Palette and interior design specialist, Brian Logan. Oh, man. What's the color palette? What's that mean? Uh, you tell me. You got tricked into buying a pink phone. <laughs> Brian has a pink phone, everyone. It's my pink phone, man. <laughs> hey, this wasn't really my fault. Kind of, sort of not. Um, so I went to buy the new iPhone, and I am a big fan of rose gold. I, you know, you can see my watch right here. Uh, maybe I'll tweet it out, take a picture, tweet it out. Rose and, gold. And you can see it's, ro- it's rose gold. And uh, then I got home and I put the two together and I was like, this isn't rose gold. This is pink like I thought it was. And, you know, my mother-in-law was there and she was like, why are you getting a pink phone? And I was like, you know, the lighting's off a little bit. Like, man, I've had, you know, some some concussion problems. I'm like, she has eye problems. She wears glasses. Like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And the sales rep was like... Oh yeah, it's the new st- it's the new style. Yeah, a lot of guys do it. I'm like, see, mom, a lot of guys got this pink. A phone. lot of guys. Listen, Brian. A lot of guys don't have rose gold iPhones. Nope, it's all right. I'm about to get another another case. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good in my hood. Oh, that, my friend, is an example of how you use the color palette of all the colors. All the colors. You had to go with rose gold. I, yeah, I should have just been, I just went black or silver or gold. You can't really go wrong with gold. That's why we try to get a little too fancy. Let me get the little touch of red and rose in there. Then you end up getting pink. It's good to be back with you, man. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. It's been you too know. long. Yeah, you guys got to go on more vacations and stuff. Well, here's the thing. Jerem is going to Southern California with one specific purpose, and that is to take the BYU Sports Nation karma with him for BYU basketball to take care of business on what is quickly becoming a very important road trip. We'll have more on that in just a bit. Why not send him? So if, if they win, then he has to go to every away game. Well, he went to Portland and Gonzaga last year. Okay. And so he thought, hmm, maybe there's something to this. Yeah, I, 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 there's some energy. We've got to pick it up. We need some wins. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go down. So he opted for this, right, for this road Jerem, trip. Jerem, if they lose on you, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let him forget that either. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's a double feature Thursday on BYU TV, led by BYU men's basketball in Southern California at Loyola Marymount tonight. Game tips at 11 p.m. Eastern. Take a nap with Dave McCann and Brad Holland on the call from Los Angeles. Just before the men play, the BYU women's basketball team hosts LMU at the Marriott Center at 8 p.m. Eastern. Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski have the call. The Cougars are working on seven straight wins. Go! Spencer? Let's go! Let's do it. Let's do it. Both the women Uh, and the men live on BYU TV. Watch basketball. Hey, CFL Hall of Fame wide receiver and former BYU standout Ben Cahoon. 
has been hired as the new receivers coach at BYU, as we broke yesterday on the show. This marks his second stint in the position with BYU football. How has his philosophy changed, if at all? We'll talk to him later in about 20 minutes. That's a coach with style, man, and and swag. There's no coaches I think I've been – I've come across that – wears issued gear the way as good as he does it's it's he, you get when you see and interact with coach you'll you'll know what i'm talking about we'll ask him if he has a pink phone uh nope we won't do that uh <laughs> you represented on the pga tour this weekend zach blair and daniel Summerhays teeing off at the career builder challenge at pga west in la quinta california Nice pronunciation of La Quinta. Uh, well, yeah, that was a little bit easy for me, Spencer, because when I played here, we, we stayed at the La Quinta. Ah, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, oh, you, okay. I like how you guys put the abbreviation there and, and you know, you, Spell you, you spelled it out for me. But I didn't need help for that one. That was good. <laughs> I was good on that. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A shot at redemption. On the road. So we've got two tough games uh, coming up, and and uh, it's exciting though. I just look at it and say it's a boy, it's a great opportunity for our team. BYU basketball assistant coach Quincy Lewis laid out the big picture in Studio B yesterday. If, and that's a capital if, BYU basketball can find a way to win both road games this weekend in SoCal at LMU. And against a tricky Pepperdine team in Firestone Fieldhouse, the Cougars would set themselves up nicely. But then the question is, set themselves up for what exactly? Ponder on that for a moment and answer today's Twitter question. Finish this sentence. If BYU goes 2-0 this weekend on the road, dot, 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 dot. You even said the right number of dots. That's what I do, man. First tweet in from at P underscore Notorious. If BYU goes 2-0 on the road this weekend, Jerem should bring back the stash. The stash? Hey, man, I like the stash. He shaved it? Well, he shaved what it because happened? it was it was dependent on whether or not BYU basketball kept winning. So they beat oh. Gonzaga, and we thought it was going to live on for a very long time. Then they lost to Portland, and he had to shave it. So then that's why he's going, that's why he's going down there. He needs to reestablish the karma. He does. He does. On the road. It's all coming. It's all coming to me now. Do you really like his mustache? Nope. It's horrible. (laughs) You know what? I like it. I like the concept and the idea, but I would groom it a little bit. You know, maybe I should help him out. We should help him out a little bit. I have a little nice trimming kit, Jerem. I got you, man. And you, Spencer, you should be more of a friend and and let him know that hey, you should touch it up a little bit on this side and left side and that side. Brian, you don't understand. I have tried. (laughs) I have tried, my friend. Uh, hey, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't force somebody to drink the water. If BYU goes 2-0 and on the road this weekend, you fill in the blank. P underscore Notorious said Jerem should bring back the stash. I answer the question by saying this, Brian. Two things will become a viable reality if BYU wins this weekend. One, all of a sudden they have a legitimate shot at winning a regular season West Coast Conference title, something yep. they have never done. And some of you might be saying, what? What are you talking? Listen, if BYU can win these two games because of the way the WCC scheduling favors BYU in the back half, seven of 10 at home, home games against Pepperdine, St. Mary's and Gonzaga, it stacks up nicely. Yep. Yep. I agree with you there. I do agree with you. And, and, and Uncle B, you know, on the show the other day, he said the same thing. And, and when you look at how BYU has played at home, and, and it's just a different energy, man. It, when, when you watch them compared to being on the road, 
it, it's it's yeah, it, it truly feels like, hey, I am at home. I got my crowd behind me. I don't have to travel. Uh, yeah, I can focus a little bit more on my school. If I'm married, I got my, I can, I'm here with my wives. It, it's and, and for the for the freshmen that are still off of that yellow bus, man, they they still are going through. Uh, the ups and downs of of travel and and hearing all the trash talk and the schmack that you hear at 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 opposing arenas and they're still trying to figure it out and so I would have to agree with you, my friend. But you know what? Another thing too, I would say is if if they do win these two games, I will go out in in some spandex and I will do a snow angel the next time. It snows. <laughs> and the, for, for fifteen seconds. How are we going to document this? We'll film. We'll film it. Okay. I'll, I'll come here. Say, I'll come, gonna, I'll come here. Say, film, I will come here. Film or pictures or, or it didn't happen. Yeah. No. I'll, I'll come here and you guys can film. You and Jerem and Ben and everybody. We can we can go outside. I'll have my little Nike, you know, spent like like I'm running a forty, and I will go and lay down, and do a snow angel for fifteen seconds. We'll count it down. Use your pink phone. <laughs> Sorry, use your rose gold oh, phone to film oh, that. Dude, yeah. Is this going to be like you running 20 miles, dude? Or are you actually going to do this one? <laughs> I try not to blink for the fans. I love it. I try not to blink for I the fans. It so it, much. Is it frozen? Are you frozen on the screen? BYU has a legitimate shot to win a West Coast Conference regular season title if they can get through these two road games. The second thing, Brian, is at-large chances for the NCAA tournament maintain a pulse. Right now, it's faint because of what happened at Portland, but the heart is still beating. Now, it will start to beat a little bit stronger if BYU can survive this road trip. Yeah, and it's it's obviously, you know, what have you done for me lately, right? If you can – Catch fire and 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 have a buzz and and start to to win and maybe starting to win you know more convincingly. I, I think I think you'll do just that. And, and then the, the biggest thing to me is you start to get your confidence back. You start to get your swag back, especially heading down the stretch of of the season into uh, the, the 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 conference. Uh, tournament and and that's I, I think the the best chance that this team is going to get into the tournament is is by winning it. But like you said, if they can continue down this path, finish strong, and then somewhat finish strong, right in the in the tournament, they still will maintain that post, like you said, and I, that pulse, like you said, and I think that's a good opportunity for them. Obviously, the Cougars have to take care of business against two teams that play well in their own gyms. And have been playing well recently. Pepperdine just knocked off St. Mary's in their own gym. LMU went on the road, destroyed Santa Clara and San Francisco. Again, two two road wins for LMU, but opportunity knocks for the Cougs. Here's Quincy Lewis. It really sets up well for us coming coming here on the back end. And so uh, I think it's kind of exciting. Hey, let's go have some fun and get this thing done this weekend. And uh, two teams that have played very well recently. That brings us to an incredible stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. As we have documented, BYU has been on the road a lot, including this weekend. Now, by the time men's basketball returns home for their next game at the Marriott Center, they will have played only three home games in a 49-day stretch. This is basketball, (laughs) not football. Wow. It's one thing to do that in football. Yeah. This is basketball. basketball. They play 13 games. BYU plays 13 games in that 49-day span, only three at home. Seven on the road, three neutral site in Hawaii. Who made that schedule? 
That's a lot of travel. Too much travel. So with that in mind, listen to this, Brian. If BYU wins both games this weekend, and this is another way you can fill in the blank, mm. they would finish this 13-game stretch with a record of 9-4. and four. Would you? Does that not sound good enough, given that dynamic of playing so few home games in such a long span? You finished 9-4? and four? I mean, I, I'd say yes and no, man, because I, I, I think it just all has to do with the expectations of – of the the fans and us as analysts, um, you know, when you look at football, for example, it's it's like, well, we didn't expect the team to do this well with that schedule, but they started hot. They started to do good, right? And so, yeah, the expectations, you know, kind of rise up. And and when you look at this this team, and you're like, well, there's some question marks here and some freshmen here, and yeah, I, I can see that being good. But you know what? There's times where I've seen flashes of of brilliance. I, I've seen these two freshmen you know, knock down shots and, and play outstanding as if they were seniors. And so it's like, I, I, I want, now that I've seen that you can do it, I, that's what I expect you to do. If it's on the road, if it's at home, whatever the case is. And so that to me, it's like, uh, yeah, that's, that's good. That's cool. But I still would like to, I, I, I would want more. Of course you want more. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course I'm sorry, you want more. man. BYU will try and give Brian Logan some more when they come home after this road trip for 7 of 10 at home. As I mentioned, home games in that stretch against St. Mary's and Gonzaga included. BYU 8-0 and at home this year, which they win a ton of games at home. No surprise. Yeah. But they are dominating for the most part. They are winning each of those games by an average of 20 points. Mm. Mm. It's something about being comfortable, man, being at home. They got to figure out a way to, to block out the noise and the chatter. You got you to figure it out, man. I love to play away a, a more than I love to play at home. Sorry, fans. I loved you. But I'm just saying, I loved when people and fans are like, you're too small. I can't see you, number seven. What are you doing out there? Oh, is this charity? Is that your moron fan voice? Yeah. You're too small. You're too small. I love it so much. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Join BYU Sports Nation. Finish this sentence. If BYU basketball goes 2-0 this weekend on the road, dot, 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 at one bald Cairo doc says, Jerem Jordan has to grow a unibrow. The stash was too much. Why is it always something with Jerem and either his hair or his mustache and now his eyebrows? He, he, he established that himself. You know, that's like his brand that he brings with it. If they win, I'll shave it. If they do this, I'll dye it pink with Ryan's pink phone. He does paint himself into these corners. Yeah. He does do this. Mm-hmm. At Ryan Frieden, they will have done what they are supposed to do. Mm. BYU will be favored in both of these games. Real talk. We have also added a Twitter poll today. Is Brian Logan buying a pink phone or K? Okay. Or a mistake? Oh my God. Results thus far 18%, it's okay. 82%, mistake. (laughs) What? See, what happened was I couldn't see. David Nixon joins us next on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's a BYU Hoops doubleheader tonight on BYU TV. First up, the BYU women look for their seventh straight win, hosting LMU at 8 Eastern. Then at 11 Eastern, the men's hoops team plays LMU in L.A. Both games will be on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Double header. 
or double feature, whatever you want to call it. Same, Two basketball same games. Same difference. Same night on BYU TV. Our Twitter question today. Finish this sentence. If BYU men's basketball goes 2-0 and this weekend on the road, dot, 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 at GK Thurston says, then all will be as it should in the universe. Hashtag choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Some people still believe in the tournament train. Do you believe? Are you kidding me? Do you believe? I've been driving that train for almost three years now. Hmm. You crashed a couple times, huh? No. Uh, did no. excuse me? Did BYU make the NCAA tournament? Oh, the past I'm sorry. Years? You're right. I was thinking about like going further. I'm thinking. I'm thinking ahead. I'm like five. Did steps. Did they get okay? I'm exactly. Like five steps ahead. <laughs> Again, that's just that, that more. You factor. want more? It's just that more you want factor, more. right? You know, that's just us as human beings. We just are have issues. If one former BYU football player is good, two is better. BYU TV football analyst and former BYU slash NFL linebacker David Nixon joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. David, welcome back to the show. First and foremost, Brian has a pink phone, man. Is it is it okay if Brian bought a pink iPhone? Uh, Dave, before you answer that question, it's rose gold. <laughs> I mean, rose gold pink. So <laughs> what? Uh, no, rose gold is rose gold, man. Rose gold is gold with a, a hint of red. It's splash I'll be, red. I'll be, I'll be calling you on your pink phone to tell you to go trade that thing in it's, as soon as the show's over. It's a splash of red. That's what it is, man. <laughs> Hey, no, hey, you know you shouldn't mention red on this show. You know you're going to get blasted on social media for that. I'm so. not going to get blasted, man. <laughs> I, they, they fans can the fans know the difference between just pure red and rose gold. You know what I mean? It's that championship. It's that championship. Just aura. Just the gold. You know, it's trophies. You know what I mean? <laughs> Something what? you may not never know about, you know. I got right. a, I got a, I got a, a Y Factor trophy. You got a Y Factor Spencer. You got a Y Factor trophy. Two in a you row, got two baby. in a row. I got one. You know, we understand about the goal in a <laughs> row. You know. Okay, now that that's out of the way, David. Congratulations <laughs> on the birth of your new son, Luke. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad I was able to join the ranks with you and Brian. I mean, uh, you two had had your boys before me. I've, I've kind of finished it up here with the third one of, of the BYU TV Sports for this year. So. Feels good. Uh, as you guys know, not a ton of sleep the first few days, but uh, that's anticipated. Um, that's what uh, caffeine is for, and uh, <laughs> kind of keep rolling. That's true. How much that sleep did you get last night? Hey, I actually slept pretty well. I took them from the the 4.30 feeding you know, on to this morning, so... I got a good solid six, seven hours. I'm not complaining. Hey, man, I'm, I got I to gotta say I'm blessed because my wife is doing all the work. I do absolutely nothing. Brian so lives in an you. alternate reality, David. Thank you, Kenna <laughs> Logan. I, I appreciate that. Man. One I, where pink is rose gold. And <laughs> I don't have to get up to help my newborn <laughs> out at all. <laughs> okay, David, let's talk about football because you seem to know a thing or two about that. Um, just initially, your thoughts on Kalani Satake bringing back Ben Cahoon for a second stint as the BYU wide receiver coach. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, you look at Ben Cahoon, a 13-year veteran in the CFL, won three Grey Cup championships. He's uh, now in the Canadian Hall of Fame. I mean, the guy's done it all. And, and, and you know, Brian and I can attest that there's something about having coaches that have played not only collegially but, but professionally. And, and, and CFL, NFL, um, you know, it, it is definitely next level. And so having a coach like that that, that can come back and, and, and guys instantly – respect those, those, those coaches. Um, and it's just not by happen chance that these guys go out there and, and, and get to that level. And so when a coach comes in and says, look, you need to run the route this way or you need to tackle this way, and you know they've been to that next level, then you respect them and say, okay, I trust this guy. He knows what he's talking about. He's been there. He's done that. Um, and that's exactly what Coach Sataki is doing right now. He's surrounding himself with coaches 
that, that have been at that level and that have that experience, not just in the books, but obviously on the field. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a great point, man. All, all my coaches I could look back and there, there was just something different at, at when, I, when I listened to, the, to their feedback. Not saying I didn't respect the ones that didn't, but there was something about, you know, taking a little bit more extra mental notes or trying maybe just a tad bit harder because uh, I know that they could, could relate. But, but also from a, from a recruiting standpoint to, to know that, okay, maybe I, I can't go to the NFL, but maybe the CFL is an option like it was for me. And I remember uh, uh, a couple teams actually were calling Coach Cahoon um, when he had took over right when I had left in 2010 uh, asking about me. So, I mean, what, what, how much do you think that he can play that, that up with recruiting that, hey, you know, if, even if you can't make it to the NFL, you know, I have so much clout with the CFL, that's still another opportunity for you. I, I think it's big. I think any credibility whatsoever of, of people that play the next level that have connections. Um, you know, I, I I still talk with some of my former coaches at NFL level, and 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 so you can throw around names of of guys that you're around that are BYU or whatever because they they come asking me, um, what do you think about this guy or that guy? So I think you know it sounds like Ben is in the same position with with a lot of those former coaches up there at the CFL. They respect him, um, and they they know that they can get an honest answer from him because, because he's been at that level as well and they had their relationship with him. So um, no question, it's definitely a nice little pipeline. This is a trend of bringing back former BYU guys that played here or previously coached her as well in, the, in terms of Ben Cahoon, like Mike Empey. And I bring up Mike Empey specifically because he recruited, he recruited you, David Nixon. A lot of BYU fans are wondering, well, what kind of a guy is Mike Empey? What kind of a coach is he? What can you tell us about him? Man, I love I love Coach Empey. Um, he did. He he came to Texas, recruited me. Um, he was kind of the recruiting coordinator at that time uh, when he, when I was getting recruited. But uh, when I came to BYU, I, I knew you know he was coaching the tight ends at the time, and and you could tell a he loved his players, but b he was a players coach. And I tweeted this out a couple of weeks ago, and and people instantly started asking, what's a players coach? A players coach is, is a coach that has been at that level, as we just, just discussed with Ben Cahoon, um, and that has played the game and understands the game, and, and not only understands the game, but understands the toll that the game takes on you. And so you have a lot of coaches that, that haven't played at the D1 level that are, that are coaches, and they don't get the, the constant grind and, 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 and how your body starts to break down at the end of the season. And when you have a players coach, he pushes you. He definitely pushes you to your limit. But he also understands, look, i got to pull off a little bit because these guys, I mean, they're, they're tired. I can tell when they're lagging uh, because it's been a long week or they just came off a hard game. And I'm telling you right now, players respect that because players say, look, this guy's looking out for my, be- my well-being. He's not just trying to run me into the ground, um, but he, he cares about me as an individual. And that, that's Coach Impey. Um, you know, he's obviously on the offensive side of the ball, but I noticed that from all his tight ends, uh, they all respected him. Uh, and and he was, he's a great coach to be around. And, and I think as we've seen him get out on the recruiting trail with these last few weeks since it's higher, um, I, I think you've seen some positive things from recruits noticing that he's just a very genuine uh, guy, but at the same time, he definitely knows his X's and O's. I mean, you look at his, his uh, coaching experience, the head coach of Snow back in 1999, and um, of course then was uh, blocking for Ty Detmer in 1991, uh, and, and so he's, he's got the experience on his side, and, and uh, I expect him to get that offensive line that's already in great shape from Coach Tujay to the left. Uh, I think he, he'll continue to build on that and, and uh, have those guys perform out there. David, what, what do you think the biggest challenge these new coaches face when they're out on the road uh, recruiting? I mean, these are kids that have committed to BYU that – uh, you know, they, they've met with Coach Menall and, and some of their uh, position coaches, and now they're getting, you know, whole new faces, maybe a whole new scheme, you know, guys talking to them that they've never even heard of. 
Well, you know, I think these coaches, some of them have been away from the game for a while, MP and Cahoon being a few. Um, and, and so for them to kind of get back in the game, I think that, you know, other coaches, other teams might try to draw on that. But I think they should turn that into a strength and say, listen, I'm coming in here, some, I'm rejuvenated. I, I have some newfound excitement. Um, I'm glad to be back in the game. And, and I think you share that with recruits. Yeah, I was out in the business world for a little while, but I miss this game so much, and I'm excited to get back to the grind um, that, that I'm ready to go at it. So I think there's some challenges, with, of course, BYU. I mean, you're having the kind of BYU fraternity uh, going on here, but um, with with all the coaching hires. But I think all in all, it's gonna it's gonna prove to be a success because you have everyone that's that's all on the same page. There's some synergy being built there amongst the coaching staff. I think because they all pretty much played each other or knew each other at some point in their BYU careers. That I think that will hopefully pay dividends on the field. From a player's perspective, and you went this through this in a roundabout way, David. You were playing under Gary Croton, and Mike Empey recruited you. And then you come home from your two-year LDS mission and you're playing for Bronco Mendenhall on a different staff. What, what is the toughest part of having a new coaching staff from a player's perspective? Well, I think there's more positives than uh, cons on this one in the sense that, you know, yeah, you are coming home and you're meeting a whole new staff, but, but for a lot of these players, uh, you know, these underclassmen, they maybe had some preconceived notions about them that the pre- previous coaching staff had, guys that maybe were in the doghouse. Uh, but now it's it's all open. I mean, yeah, of course the coaches are going to watch the film and they're they're going to say, okay, these guys might be our projected starters because they produce you know this this amount of field. But in the, the day, I, I would imagine those coaches come in with an open mind and say, listen, all these positions are up for grab. Um, you're going to fight for them. You know, we're not going to play favorites. We don't know any of you super personally, right? I mean, we weren't here last year, um, and so this is all up for grabs. So for some of those younger guys and, and for some of those guys that, like I said, were, were maybe in the doghouse and, and, and maybe had rubbed certain coaches wrong, um, I, I think now is the time that, that they should be excited because it's a, it's a clean slate and they get to go after it. So. I think there's more pros and cons, and even for the guys that are established. I mean, you, there is something good about change, and, and we discussed this when Coach Minhall left, and, and they know him, uh, named Coach Sataki the, the head coach. But there, there is something good about change. I think it does make you know get some excitement around the facility and, and around the team um, about kind of going out there and running new schemes and, and taking a new stab at it. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation. By the way, David, do you know how many days until the BYU football season kicks off? I wish it were like two, but that's not the case. Hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats. 226. Woo! Nice, Brian. Actually, I was saying high five. You've been making fun of me. Whatever, my, my man. It sounded like there was some harmonizing going on. That, that was, was perfect. That was huh? pretty. Yeah. The unintentional yeah. harmony. Yeah. That would be. <laughs> hey, man, we practiced that. We practiced. In, we was in the back all morning practicing oh. on that part right there. Hey, if we got one thing right, we got the countdown that's, right. That's right. 226 away from BYU in Arizona. David, thanks for the insight, man. Congratulations again on uh, the birth of your son, Luke, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks, guys. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Brian, you buying into that uh, turning over a new leaf and everyone has a clean slate now with the coaching staff? Yeah. I, 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 this, it reminded me a little bit with uh, my, in junior college, same, when we went from my freshman year to my, my sophomore year, and everybody was rejuvenated, even people around the community. So, yeah, it's a clean slate. So, yeah. I ask because I'm totally buying it. It's, a, it's an angle I didn't think of. <laughs> Up next, Ben Cahoon, the new receivers coach at BYU, joins us on BYU Sports Nation. 
Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Gymnastics hosts Boise State and UC Davis in a tri-meet tomorrow night on BYU TV. Spencer Linton and Mikhail Merkley will be on the call. The action begins at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. I'll try not to mess it up. Yes, please. Too much. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Double feature Thursday on BYU TV. BYU men's basketball in Southern California at Loyola Marymount tonight. Game tips at 11 p.m. Eastern. Dave McCann and Brad Holland on the call from L.A. Just before the men play, the BYU women's basketball team hosts LMU at the Marriott Center at 8 p.m. Eastern. Spencer Linton and Kristen Kozlowski have the call. The Cougars working on seven straight wins, both the women and the men live on BYU TV. We're moments away from having CFL Hall of Fame wide receiver and former BYU standout Ben Cahoon join us as the new receivers coach for BYU football. This marking his second stint in the position for the Cougars. BYU represented on the PGA Tour this weekend. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays teeing off at the Career Career Builder Challenge at PGA West in La Quinta, California. Zach Blair is currently on the course and is one under through three holes. We have a Twitter poll going right now. Is it no, okay don't. for Brian Logan to have a pink phone? Or sorry, rose gold phone? It's rose gold, man. Or is it not? You, gotta, you can't ask the question. You can't ask the question if it's okay to have a pink phone. You have to say, is it okay for Brian to have a rose gold phone? You just, that's just not fair, man. That's not fair at all. Okay. Just, I wonder how much it would change. Hey, if, it, if you like went on like AT and T and you looked at like the colors and like, you know like the descriptions in the code. <laughs> You know, you know what I mean? It's going to it's not going to say pink. It's going to say like RSE gold, you know, like rose gold. I got you, man. You know? See, that's what you have to go off of. Clearly, you did a lot of research before you bought this, right? I did. Oh, yep. Finish this sentence, everyone. If BYU men's basketball goes 2 and 0 this weekend on the road, now you fill in the blank. At Laser Sheep says, then we shall send Jerem Jordan to every road game until BYU loses and he can be a BYU Sports Nation guest via the phone <laughs> each time. Oh, man. I, I, you know what? It, I will put in to, for, that, for that fund. I don't know, you know how we can pay for that, but I would, I would, I would start a, a, like a GoFundMe or something like that. Would you put in to that expense? Absolutely. Yeah, I would. I'll throw in a few bucks. I, what? What about like two percent? Like three percent? Three percent? Two percent of of what? Um, your income. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Do for others. Sure. Yeah, Do my family others, won't man. eat for a month, but I'm Do, cool with that. Hey, bro. There's top ramen. Like, come on now. There's there's <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that you can do. At Mormon underscore Madness one answers the Twitter question with this fill in the blank. They will have won two games they were supposed to, unlike last weekend. Now, now, hang on a second. Did you really, did you really think that BYU was supposed to beat Gonzaga and Portland? I think everybody in their right minds thought that it would be the other way around. BYU beat Gonzaga and lost to Portland, but you're right. I think most people thought that would be a split. Yeah. Because if we've gotten to the point where you expect BYU to go to Gonzaga and win... Let's just bring it on yeah. back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Even though they've won there the last two years, that's that's asking a lot, man. Yeah. Well, especially how they've been playing on the road. So it's it's yeah, you you can't really you shouldn't expect that. It, you're lying, or you are just in love. If if you in your true heart of hearts believe that that was the case, 
bless your soul because you are a true BYU fan. <laughs> like you are like a, you're like a Raiders fan. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. We're winning the Super Bowl this year. Yep. Uh huh. This year. Yep. We lost five games straight, but you know next year is our year. We're winning the Super Bowl. Yep. The Raiders. Mm-hmm. At Post Jimmer says BYU will have a microscopic sliver of hope to make the NCAA tournament as an at-large. That goes with the discussion we had about keeping that heartbeat alive. Yep. That postseason heartbeat, like have a pulse, win two games this weekend, and it starts to feel a lot better. Joining us now on BYU Sports Nation, making his show debut, is the new receivers coach at BYU, Ben Cahoon, CFL Hall of Fame receiver. Coach, I'm not even sure you've had time to pick out an office, uh, so thanks for joining us uh, in a tight window. Hey, you're welcome, and you're right. I have not picked out an office. Uh, <laughs> the, the football floor is just um, totally vacant. Everybody's out on the road, you know, so it's it's kind of cool, though. We're out getting it done, recruiting, and, um, you know, communicating via text and, and phone calls and, and trying to throw together a, a, a great recruiting class. Now, speaking of the recruiting effort happening right now, Mike Empey told us last week on the show that about 20 minutes after he was officially announced as the O-line coach, he was in a recruit's living room. Were you able to break that, Mark? <laughs> no, didn't break it. Same day. It same day but uh, I can't beat that one. Coach, has this whirlwind been, what was, what has this whirlwind been like for you, uh, being hired uh, and then now, you know, Soon after you're out on the road, out in the streets, and these kids' homes recruited, how has that been like? It's been amazing. It's awesome. Uh, thankfully, the job that I was doing uh, previously, they were very understanding and, and uh, was able to make kind of a quick transition. That transition's still ongoing, frankly. I'm going to go do some work for a couple hours this afternoon, um, back with my old job. But uh, it's amazing, and and the whole hiring process was just brutally slow. So you're just itching to to get going, and and so once you get the green light, it's just amazing to just be doing the work that you want to do. Ben Cahoon, BYU receivers coach, with us on BYU Sports Nation. When did coming back to Provo and to BYU again become a possibility for you? Hmm. Good one. Uh, well, as soon as as soon as Bronco announced that he was leaving, you know, the the uh, interest, you know, peaked, and you know, and I started reaching out and contacting several people. So, um, when I was coaching before three years ago, and uh, left, and some of the guys I had recruited and I talked to for some reason, you know, I kind of I kind of hinted on my with some departing words to them that, you know, you never know. Three years is a long time. These guys were going on missions. You never know what would happen. And in the back of my mind, I always hoped and and thought there might be a chance, even though that was probably unwise and and just overly optimistic. But it's it's kind of cool. And, uh, you know, to see how things worked out, and I, I feel very blessed and fortunate. Coach, how has your coaching philosophy changed uh, in the last few years? You know what? Thanks for asking that question. I've had a lot of time, obviously, to reflect and to um, think about how things were going, you know, at BYU and, and how I would do them differently. And and I think we, we did some good things. 
a couple years ago, and we were making good progress, and the receivers were kind of a, a bright spot on on a struggling team. But um, I will do things differently. There, there will be a sense of urgency. There'll be more energy and passion, and um, there'll be a higher standard that that uh, I'm excited to to, to uh, begin. You know that that uh, work. A lot of people are understandably excited about the whole coaching staff because of the BYU ties and with the Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer back as the offensive coordinator and you now working closely with him. What have your conversations with Ty been like in terms of what BYU wants to accomplish offensively? Well, we haven't gotten, we haven't had time to get into too much detail with that, but our goals are the same. We want to score points and win games. And um, Ty's got a vast background that he will draw from and, and we'll be able to, I'm confident we'll be able to throw a scheme together and an offensive plan and package together that we'll be able to, to do that. Move the chains, score points, take advantage of, of, you know, what a defense will give us and, and mismatches. And our philosophies are very similar as far as using formations and motions to help our guys out, you know. Um, and then we're, we're very dedicated to the fundamentals and the techniques of each position. Uh, we're going to have individual position time where we we work on specific things that are going to help out on the field. Coach, how much do you know about the, the receivers returning uh, next year, and, and what do you think about the players? You know, not enough. I've got to study film. I've got to get to, to know them and, and meet with them, and, and we'll do that as soon as recruiting calms down a little bit. But um, I know we've got some playmakers, and – We've got great athletes. We've got some speed, um, and I'm excited for the guys we've got currently, but also some of the guys that we've got coming in. Um, but as far as specifics, you know, I I probably am not familiar enough to really comment on that. I want to see us battle for the ball. I want to see us go up and be more physical, you know, with our releases, and and I want to see us use better technique, getting in and out of our breaks and get separation. Um, so that's what I'm excited about. I know we've got the guys that can do it, um, and we're just going to emphasize it maybe a little bit more. Now, are, are you in a position, Coach, where you could go, instead of just saying, hey, do this, like you could go on the field and like show them, I want you to do this because I was good <laughs> at it. I've always thought that was kind of goofy when coaches did that. I mean, <laughs> that, that's, I'm not Uncle Rico. I'm not going <laughs> to go out there, you know. Um, but but I, I, I hope that I can explain to them. Um, you're showing, there'll be a time to show, but I'm not going to go out and run rounds. But just as far as getting a certain position and, and demonstrating that, you know, I'm happy to do that, but. I'm not going to go out and try to go do one-on-ones with these guys. Coach, I'll do some I, one-on-ones I, with you, Coach. I, 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 the, I, confidence I, of the, DBs, the confidence of the DBs is, is probably too fragile to do that. Oh, <laughs> see, see, I, I, I'd come out there, Coach. Which, see, this was, you, know, you know what, you know what uh, they used to tell us, the DBs, right? They, they say you got, you got to let them win, you know, for that same reason. 
They say, look, look, put put one hand on them, but don't put two. You know, you could bat the ball down, but don't get an interception. You know, these you got to get these guys to get some confidence. So, you know, it. Yeah, I, I definitely understand. <laughs> oh my They're probably saying the same thing for you guys. But, but coach, <laughs> something that this is serious. This happens when you have DBs and receivers. Coach, something that uh, you know stood out to me when you, when asked you about. Um, you know, just the guys that are coming back, and you said there's a lot of, of talented guys within this group. Um, and, and I think just overall uh, there has been a huge difference in talent uh, over the past few years. C- can you speak to uh, the increase in, in just talent and skill level from uh, when you were on the coaching staff compared to the guys that are on this team now? Uh, really, I can't. Sorry, um, you know I I haven't looked at them closely enough. Um, some a lot of those guys, um, you know, were there when I was coaching or I helped recruit, um, and then a couple of them came in have come in in the last couple of years. But um, I, I think we're I think we're um, athletic. I think we've got some good speed, and we just need to hone it and make it functional, and then. Do those things that I mentioned as far as being more physical, getting a little stronger, battling for the ball, coming back for the ball, and um, get more separation at the break point. I think that's our job is going to be to make the quarterback's life easier. And the best thing we can do is know our assignments, get lined up, and then get open. And um, and so that's that's going to be the work. Somewhere, yeah, somewhere Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill just got really excited about what you just said, making their job easier. Right. Well, you know, I mean it, and, and that was instilled in me early on back with Norm Chow, and it used to drive me crazy because everything was always a receiver's fault. The quarterback could make a crappy throw, and it was my <laughs> fault. And, and in the back of my mind, I'm sitting there thinking, you're full of it, coach. You know, just, why do you never – you never criticize your quarterback, but there was a reason for it. They just needed confidence, and everybody else, it was everybody else's job to to help the quarterback. So uh, that's, and I, I, I know where that comes from, and I know the value of that, and that's how we're going to approach it. They've got the toughest job on the field, bar none, and uh, we got to make it easier for them. Ben, great to have you on the show, man. Welcome back to BYU. We'll do it again soon. Hey, thanks. I appreciate it, guys. You guys do a great job. Thanks so much. Ben Cahoon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. DBs and wide receivers DBs going at it over al- the mic. Always, man. You should hear me and Coach Holiday walk down the hall. It's, I, I can't wait to, to start that with, with Coach Cahoon. I like how just insanely honest he was about everything. Yeah, like, just, I don't know. I have a lot of work to do. It's just real, man. It's real talk. You know. It's refreshing. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the BYU women's basketball team has won six straight, going for seven tonight. Mackenzie Pulsifer joins us in Studio B. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. It's a BYU Hoops doubleheader tonight on BYU TV. First up, on uh, the BYU women look for their seventh straight win hosting LMU at 8 Eastern. Then at 11 Eastern, the men's hoops plays LMU in L.A. Both games will be on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
One of the stars of BYU women's basketball's most recent win, Mackenzie Pulsifer, joining us in Studio B. Mackenzie, first and foremost, welcome to the show. Thank you. Yeah, I, you know, I have one question for you, Mackenzie. Is, is, this is, we're having this debate right now, and, and I have a rose gold phone, right? And this is rose gold, too, but would you say this is rose gold? What color Pink. would you say this is? Pink. Hey, 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 what are you doing, Spencer? Let her uh, answer the question. I would say I have that phone and I got it because <laughs> it is slightly pink and I do like pink. So Sli- slightly pink, or so would you would you consider rose gold or pink? Mm, pink. Okay. Oh, Brian! Brian right. That just okay. that just this, absolutely, is real, this is real rose gold right here, right? Just watch. Okay, yeah, so okay. maybe that Apple just absolutely to... exploded in your face. Uh, no, it, hey, I was not trying to do anything. I wasn't trying to sway your opinion. I just wanted to know exactly your thoughts on it. That's all. I have that exact phone. So. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? I guess we both got style. Yeah. There we okay. go. There we go. Mm-hmm. Oh, somebody did say, Spencer, you're just jealous because you can't pull it off. You're right about one thing. I could not pull off that phone. <laughs> yeah. I could not do that. Brian, yeah. to be determined. Yeah, you know. It's, it's being determined it's working, right it's now. so far. Oh, this is really funny. Okay, Mackenzie, <laughs> now to the basketball. Uh, Coach Judkins comes in here once a week. We really enjoy talking to him. Um, has a lot of uh, good, unique insights, and he has uh, labeled you as essentially the, the lockdown defender. <laughs> Do you like guarding the other team's best player every game? Uh, it keeps me focused. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good opportunity to it, – it's a challenge. Um, I think I think I struggle more when – if I have to – play someone that doesn't do anything that kind of puts you to sleep so Ooh, i always feel you get bored yeah like hoping to yawns yeah geez. maybe it's my add or something i don't know <laughs> but i like the focus um and you know, i don't always like the the hits i get you know I, I, they don't like me but <laughs> that's okay i guess i'm not i don't have to be liked but um yeah i enjoy it it's it's a good Good challenge and, I guess, a great compliment from the coach if that's what they want me to do. Yeah, plus, I mean, defense is the most important thing um, there is in sports. So, you know. <laughs> uh, so six straight wins, uh, 12 out of 13 wins. Uh, what do you think is the reason why you guys are having so much success this season? A lot of things, I guess. Um, at first, we were kind of a young team, had some new players, but I think we've molded really well, and sometimes that's hard to know how a team's going to mold at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. But, you know, each game has – we've come a long way from our first game to our second or third and so on. So, And um, I know she's talked about a lot, but Kalani is a huge, huge mold to our team. She's, you know, she's a stat monster. <laughs> she's <laughs> everywhere. So, I mean, you can't complain with a player like that, and um, we've got a lot of – good freshmen have come in. So I just think that whole combination has really molded the team into what it is now. So you talk about you guys have, have came together, you jailed, you know, chemistry, all that stuff. Um, that was something that was very important with me and, and my team when I played. And, and we did things like barbecue and, and we went bowling, laser tagging, things like that. That's what really helped us off up the field. Have you guys done done anything like that to, to help with the, the chemistry? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of something that's a little bit different. So my husband plays football and, and you know, football's a big team. So I'm like, how mm. do you not know everyone on your yeah. team? Uh-huh. We know everyone on our team because obviously there's only, you know, 15, 16 girls. And so, um, and, you know, we don't need the coaches to tell us, you guys need to have a team activity. Right, yep. You know, if anything, it, we need almost a break from each other because we're with each other so much because we want to be. Um, 
you know, we were each other's best friends, uh, we're there off the floor. So I think definitely that is definitely the reason why we are close. And that's the only way, reason you can really get close is if you have that relationship yeah. off the floor. You mentioned earlier you, you take some hits when you're playing against <laughs> the other team's best player. You go through a lot of screens. <laughs> And you get knocked down a lot. Like that's got that's got to be frustrating. You're a, you're a tough cookie. What what is it about that situation that uh, lets you get under their skin? Or what are you doing to them? I don't I don't talk. I'm not a talker on the floor. Um, I don't know. I think I think partly I'm undersized when I am playing these girls. I mean, usually I'm guarding at least a six footer who's got a you know, 30, 40 pounds on me. So I think that I have to do all I can to be in their face. And the best thing I can do is be quicker and pestier than they want me to. And I just think that it gets the best of players sometimes. Um, I think it really shows people's true character and if they uh, <laughs> if they can mentally fight through it. But some players just have a really hard time with that because... They're not used to being guarded. I don't know. Yeah, here's looking at you, Louisville, last year in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> right? Yep, I can. I definitely remember that. <laughs> Check out Jerem Jordan's Vine account for that. I think it has like 500,000 views. Oh, my goodness. Mackenzie Pulsifer with us on BYU Sports Nation. Mackenzie, we would like you to uh, sign our Stretch Y flag. And we would like to distribute some BYU Sports Nation karma to you, if you're okay with that. That is just fine. Go and play well <laughs> against LMU. Mackenzie, thanks Thank for the you. time. Thank There's, you. There was no hesitation there, man. She just instantly oh, grabbed. All in. Yeah, yeah. All in. Yep. She's all she was, in, she, man. She grabbed it faster than you grabbed my hand. <laughs> always hesitate. Oh, Brian. If, if, it isn't, if it doesn't work for whatever reason, it's because the hesitation. Are you going to come back and do this again tomorrow? Um, yep. Yes. Yep. And Monday, and Tuesday, and Wednesday. We wrap it up after this. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. I am sending out a picture right now of Brian holding his pink or rose gold it's rose, phone. It's rose gold, man. You decide, BYU Sports Nation. You decide. I like what uh, Caroline said, Caroline Patterson said. Uh, if, if it's okay for men to wear pink shirts, it should be okay for them to have pink phones. And then the and then the crying emoji with tears coming out of the eyes. No, it was yeah, it was the it was the crying like stop making fun of Brian crying. That's mean, you know. Hey, That's I wear what... look. I wear I wear pink shirts. I wear pink ties. Mm-hmm. Bro, I honestly like, being totally real. I'm totally okay with it. I know, man. It's all right. I'm totally okay. okay with hey, it. Hey, it's all right, man. It's I just lazy. could never pull that off. Look, it, I'm just saying. It, I just thought it was an honest mistake. The lighting was wrong. Uh, they needed an, an ATT store. <laughs> it was too dark. It was too dark. Seventy-five percent say it was a mistake that you bought it, Brian. But the, the poll is only a few hours old, or actually, if, an hour old. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Mackenzie Pulsifer for being the player that has to guard the opposition's best game in and game out. Yes. Our elite tweet of the day. At ST underscore Roosh. BYU will have to win the league tourney for any shot at the big dance, even if they win the two games this weekend. Come on, man. Thanks to our guests. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes.